Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Aaron Hickman from the Retro Obscura Podcast, and you're listening to Two Dudes and an S. Hey, Justin. Yes? You want to play Raid on Bungaline Bay? Never heard of it. What? Me either. Wait, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it. I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's play Raid on Bungling Bay. Let's do it. Alright. Very interesting game. Very interesting build to this game. Yeah, it's a little bit different than most games, especially the controls and stuff, but we can talk about that during the gameplay. I want to just kick right into it, so why don't you give me some history? Justin's Historical Tidbits and Trivia. History about Radon Bungling Bay. So Radon Bungling Bay was released for the NES in 1985. It was actually a port. Uh, the, the original was push, published by Broderbund, but it was released and ported in the, for the NES by Hudson Soft. And they've uh, created a, several other more games that we probably um, have heard of, uh, like Bomberman, I believe it is. Yes, Bomberman. Anybody heard of that? No. Adventure Adventure Island and Bonk's Adventure. Heard of any of those? Nah. Know that one? Nah. No? No? Okay. Alright. Well, we don't need to talk about those. We're talking about Raid on Bungling Bay, right? That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, okay. Raid on Bungling Bay. Now, the most interesting thing about this game was who created it. It was created by a guy named Will Wright. Now, if any of you guys are out there are SimCity junkies, you probably know who Will Wright was. Will Wright was actually the inventor, would go on to invent SimCity after he made this game. So just a little story about Will Wright. He, he grew up in Louisiana, and he went to Louisiana, LSU. Uh, any LSU Tiger fans? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, after two years there, uh, he went to Louisiana Tech. And he, he, he liked, for the things that he liked was architecture. He actually went to... Uh, to do get a degree in architecture so he's really into architecture and he did then he went into mechanical engineering uh and he got really interested in the computers and uh robotics he said he was really good at those subjects but then some other subjects that uh, uh it's like language arts he wasn't very good at um he he actually went he transferred from louisiana tech and went to the new school in Man- manhattan and he lived in a little apartment. And he spent a spare wait, time. Wait, it was called the New School. Yeah, it's called the New School. Huh? I wonder if they still yeah. call it the New School because it's been around for a while. I don't know. Now it's the old school. Oh, so yeah. that's the old school. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what's interesting is he went to the New School in 1980, but the New School was established in 1919. So, so now we know. School. Now we know what the old school is. Yeah, the not so news. But anyway, while he was going there, he spent his spare times like in electronic stores, trying to build robots and things. Um, and he only spent a year there at the new school, and he went to back to Baton Rouge, uh, concluding five years of being in college and no degree. Um, Sounds like. But me. I think he, I think his life turned out okay. Um, so he went home and and he. He decided in an interview in 2003, he actually claimed that uh, 
he spent so much time designing video games that that's what he decided to do. And so his first game being Raid on Bungling Bay, which was originally released for the Commodore 64. Now, uh, he found what... The interesting thing about when he was creating Raid on Bungling Bay was that he he was really into creating the levels and being like the, the level uh, editor. And he he got so into it, more into it than, it, than playing the actual action-packed uh, helicopter flying, that he decided that it, it might be a good idea to actually make a game uh, where players can build levels. Because he was so into it, and he knew, and you know, this goes back to his his love of architecture that he originally was into. Um, he he wanted to give that to the players because he thought that would be an interesting game, and that where is where the idea for Sim City came. Um, so it's interesting that that's the birth of Sim City. So any Sim City um, junkies out there, if you will, junkies. Sim City junkies. How about just fans? Uh, I'm sure there's just some fans. But there's probably some junkies too. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Any, anyway, anyway, uh, they they went out and and they made Sim City. He was actually um, a co-founder of the game development company Maxis, and which is now a part of EA. And he he worked for EA for a while and two. April of 2009, he left EA to run the Stupid Fun Club, which is an entertainment think tank in which Wright and EA are principal shareholders. I don't know what the Stupid Fun Club does, but it sounds stupid fun. Yeah, I'm I'm down. If, if you want yeah, to join, I'll, I'll join with you. Yeah, let's get in that. Um, probably not smart enough. What do you mean? It's run by guys like Will Wright. Stupid Fun Club? We're smart enough. Well, you know, I can't design a game. Can you design a game? Well, uh, I've never tried. Maybe I could. I've tried a couple times. I've got about three games that are about ten percent done, and they all (laughs) and they all are not very good. Okay. Over the span of my thirty years, actually, I did Mm -hmm. I did tangent time. All right, on like an old. I don't even know. I guess it'd be like an Apple II, the things with the green screens and stuff that we used to have way back when, and the floppy disks. I did design a uh, choose-your-own text adventure game back in those days. Oh when yeah. When I was like, when I was maybe nine or ten years old. Mm-hmm. It's pretty yeah. sweet. I think you were. Uh, let's see. When I was ten, I was probably really. Into, I was already into video games pretty hardcore. So I think you were probably like Mario and Sonic. Teaming up, uh-huh. which back then was unheard of. Now it's just a thing right. because because yeah. that's weird. But anyways, back then well, you could actually sue Nintendo for I guess stealing I, yeah, idea. I guess I could. But that's what it was. It was a text adventure where Mario and Sonic teamed up, and you had to go on these. You know, you click here, you type yes or no, and then it goes to different things. It was good. It's a good game. I should sell it. You should. I never did get sell a patent on it. I never did get a patent on it. You know. If uh, I think that the Sonic and Mario thing is a, uh, if you can't beat them, join them. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Sonic. You know, we've talked about this before. Sonic, you know, Sega was kind of beaten back by Nintendo a little bit. Not to offend any Sega, but you know, the Dreamcast kind of fell. Nintendo's continued to succeed, and then. Sega just started making games yeah, for can, Nintendo. They they succeeded until about right now, which the yeah, Wii that's U is not doing too good. Although I will say I love my I, I have a Wii U and I have a 3DS. Mm. I, I I love them both. I wish I wish more people loved them so that they would be able to put more games out more frequently and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. Well, I don't. I've never played the Wii U. I have the just the regular Wii. Uh-huh. Um. But yeah, I love the Wii. I mean, I thought it was a good game. I wish that there was, again. I wish there was more games for it. Yeah. Uh, but the the majority of my time playing playing the Wii has been playing the Virtual Console, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Playing the old games. That's that's true. I will say this is a good spot for a tangent that I was going to try to squeeze in on the end. But I, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I've been playing the Wii U and been playing the 3DS stuff, and they have the eShop. Well, the eShop. Unless you're on the Nintendo, it's really hard to 
see what they have because they don't have like a website for it. But I did find yeah. a really cool app for anybody that's curious. It's called the eShop Companion. It's on the Android. And uh, cool. I talked to the I talked to the creator of the app, and he's a really nice guy. So I told him I would I told him I would drop him a spot on our podcast, and he may drop us a spot on his on his app. Little yeah. little mutual promotion here, but he's got it's a cool app, and he's also got like a Meverse exchange where you can exchange Meverse stuff with people because that's also really hard to do. It's hard to make friends on the Meverse because it's hard to find people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's enough mm-hmm. of a tangent. How about we go back to the actual yeah. NES game instead of talking about new stuff? Okay, all right. So just to kind of wrap up what the history of bungling Bay, I just sort of mentioned the bungling empire. Uh, and it, it, right on Bungling Bay was not the first time the bungling people, I guess you could say. The bungling race. Uh, the bungling race showed up. But, um, they were in Load Runner, a game called Load Runner that was also brought out by Broderbund. And, uh, they were the, the enemies in that game. And in a game called, then they came out with Raid on Bungling Bay which the player actually bought the bunglings. And in the game called Choplifter, the bunglings were said to be behind the kidnapping of the hostages that you have to free. Yeah, the so, the bungling empire is kind of like uh, Border Bun's villain. It's just their go-to mm-hmm. villain. So Yeah. But, that they never really explain. No. You but, don't need to know who they are. But it's cool. I, I mean, it's cool. I like it. I don't know. I've, I've got the manual pulled up when we go to talk about the gameplay. Oh, so maybe, sweet. maybe they say yeah. something about them in there. I actually read this manual, so I know what, I know what to expect, which kind of kills the surprise a little bit, but this is another good one. That's what I'd like to be doing. Another tangent is be involved in writing the, um, manuals. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. That would be pretty sweet. Okay, so just to wrap up, as far as the legacy of this game, uh, you know, they, they, uh, Computer Gaming World in 1988 approved of the Nintendo version's graphics, calling it a high adventure with realistic overtones. Um, which I, I want to talk about that when we get to the gameplay. I don't, I'm not sure if it's so realistic, but, um, and the magazine called it the action strategy game of the year for Nintendo writing that Raid had been rescued from Rotterbund's computer software vaults, updated slightly, and sent out to the challenge all the bright new Nintendo games and blew them out of the water. A delightful game experience. So whoever wrote that article really loved this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Wright, you know, again, I think the big take-home from this history is Will Wright's involvement. He was so involved, you know, and you can tell by the game, we'll talk about this in the gameplay, where the bunglings are building up their battleship and they're they're continuing to build up against you, and he got really into that, and that's the birth of Sim City. The idea was birthed there. So, anyway, that's about it on history for this game. Michael's quest to find the cart. Did you find this game, or did you just have this game? This, uh, obviously, I, I honestly had never heard of this game until we got an iTunes uh, suggestion mm-hmm. to play this game, which I failed our iTunes listener because I forgot to look him up before the show. So I don't know who requested this, but thank you, whoever you are. Um, yeah. So I didn't know what it was. So I went looking around town because I like to go around town first, and it's nowhere <laughs> to be found uh-huh. in in our area. Like I, sure, I, I went to... All our all my usual shops, nobody had it, so mm-hmm. I had to resort to buying it on eBay. Oh boy! Yeah, that's all right. Well, I mean, at least I looked around first, but I, it's not it's not an expensive game for those of you out there. It's really pretty cheap. I think I got it for six dollars shipping and all. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, I did. Well, find, I did. Sort of find it. I found it on the internet, which is the easiest place to find it. So I guess I took the easy way out. Hey, it's not. It's not about the end. It's the journey, right? It's the journey to find it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what makes this segment interesting, if it is even interesting right. at all. I feel like all I ever do is say, "Well, I didn't find it here, but I found it here." <laughs> or well, uh, 
Or I've had it all my life. Yeah, you know, whatever. Well, you found it, so. Hey, yeah. one of these days, we're gonna, I'm going to go on a quest, and I'm not going to find it. And then I don't know what well, we're going to do. I feel, though, with the internet, that's probably never going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Okay, maybe I'll go on a quest and find it and say, whoa, that's too expensive. Not buy it. Uh, this could be. Some of these games may be a little hard to find. Could be more expensive. Yeah. I would have thought this game would have been hard to find on, on the internet because it's just, again, I'd never heard of it either. And it's one of those things like, well, if you've never heard of it, and I've played a lot of Nintendo games, who else has heard of it? Yeah, well, I, I will, guys, I will you know, say... You know, of course, I didn't find it in town, and like I said, I, I went on eBay, and normally, for like popular games, like Mario Duck Hunt or something, mm -hmm. there's 50 listings. This only had about, yeah. this only had about 10, maybe. So it was kind of small as uh -huh. far as number of listings. It was, I think it was maybe one page worth of listings. I mean, it wasn't very many. So it is yeah. more rare, but nobody wants it at the same time. So it, it does seem rare, but it's... It's one of those rare games that nobody really cares about, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it really, it's mm -hmm. really not expensive once you actually do find it. The game discussion. So let's talk about the gameplay. When you got the game, what'd you think of it? Okay. Uh, when I got the game, I popped it in, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a game A, game B, and two-player. I thought, well, I don't have anybody to play with, so I guess I'll just go with game A. Um, uh -huh. The first thing that pops out to me is it controls unlike most flying games. Like, if you press left, it doesn't go left. It turns the helicopter. Mm -hmm. It's like it's tank controls, basically, which mm -hmm. I guess is more accurate. I don't know. But it really, yeah. it really is not fun to do on the D-pad. Like the D-pad and the controller trying to control it, it was just it was blowing my mind. I couldn't right. I couldn't do it. So what I did was I got out two controllers and I basically I tried this game with three different controllers. I tried it with the regular NES controller with the D-pad. Didn't like it. I actually I hated it. I couldn't. I just couldn't control it. It was clunky. I didn't like it. So then I pulled out a uh, like actual joystick. You know, like a flight stick uh -huh. with had like the triggers and stuff that, right. was, that was pretty cool so it was like using a joystick which i imagine it was a lot more fun probably twice as much fun once i popped mm -hmm. that bad boy in and i imagine that's probably why the commodore 64 version some people like it better because mm -hmm. i think the commodore 64 has a joystick controller anyways right so they probably liked it better on there but the joystick was fun and then my favorite because it's normally my favorite controller to use anyways on every on every game is the NES Advantage, which is a joystick and buttons. Yeah. So I played when I when I started using that. I played the game for probably forty five minutes with that. But the biggest problem, aside from the controls, is I played it for forty five minutes and never figured out what to do. <laughs> yeah, you know this is a game where we talked about Jaws last week, where you don't really have a whole lot of direction on kind of what to do and you kind of just got to know what to do i think this game at the same time you just kind of fly around and shoot stuff yeah yeah i did figure out that you know i have bombs and i have like a gun mm -hmm. and i run out of bombs and then i can go uh -huh. and land back on the aircraft carrier and get more bombs at any time so it's any you know i just you'd fly to these different spots which the map is really big it's really really big you know you can fly around it, maybe it just feels big because it wraps around you know it feels in, yeah. endless because of the way it wraps mm -hmm. um but you know you run out of bombs you go back you land on the aircraft carrier you fly and yeah and the, the thing the thing is the bombs i could i thought maybe i was supposed to be bombing the buildings yeah. But I would bomb the buildings and nothing would happen. So I don't know if I'm supposed to bomb, you know, specific buildings and I just didn't figure it out. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of confusing when you start to play it. And it's like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you're just kind of flying around. There's some guys in some boats. You got to shoot them. Now, I did some research and kind of looking at what you're supposed to do. And, like, the guys in the boats, they're just like spotters. So you want to oh, knock yeah. them out. Because they're, they're going to 
they relay to the jets that come in, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they're the ones that are supposed to be spotting for the jets. Now, I don't know who figured that out, but, uh, yeah. So you want to shoot the boats and then the tanks, um, got to shoot them. It's just, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of repetitive. Yeah. You know, it is. It's it's an open world too. I mean, that's, that's something that you didn't see a whole lot in the days of the Mm -hmm. eight bit. I mean, it's just, you can do whatever you want as long as, you know, as long as you're in a helicopter, but I mean, you can fly anywhere, go anywhere you want, shoot anything, bomb anything. I spent a lot of time shooting the uh, satellite dishes because I really, you know, I thought, you know, I was worried about Big Brother, so I started shooting a bunch of satellite dishes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's interesting too, and this is one thing that I wanted to kind of point out is that it's you're just it, it's a it's an inter- interesting feel because it's this giant empire with several tanks and several you know jets and boats thanks for building this giant battleship and you're just on your own no help no yeah, where's all the other helicopters and stuff yeah i just feel like if there was a, an evil empire building up a uh, uh uh this massive thing to take over the world this you know and they're building this battleship i don't think you're going to want to just send one helicopter in and how did you even like, get the aircraft carrier into the middle of their ring of islands? Yeah, that's that's interesting too. Maybe this is just a really awesome aircraft carrier and helicopter. Yeah, the helicopter is huge though, because on the in the game, if you look at the whenever it lands on the aircraft carrier, it takes up half the aircraft carrier. Which, if you've ever mm-hmm. seen or been on an aircraft carrier. Those things are, it's like four football fields. I mean, they're huge. You can fit probably 50 helicopters on one. But, right. But this helicopter takes up half of the aircraft carrier. So. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, interesting, too, just like you said, you're just driving on in. Yeah. All right. Game on. We're here. We're not well equipped. We only have one helicopter. But we're going to take you on. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I got a manual. All right, let's do the manual. All right. Raid on Bungling Bay. Oh, boy. All righty here. How to play. We have obtained information that the Bungling Empire is trying to conquer Earth by developing a war machine. In order to stop this, you must sneak into their center, Bungling Bay, to destroy the six secret factories using a helicopter. This is your mission. That's the whole story. <laughs> yeah. And I love how they, they refer to sneaking in. I don't really know you're sneaking in. You're just kind of driving up in there. And the helicopter just goes in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I guess, you know, the helicopter that did the raid on uh, Bin Laden's compound there in Pakistan. Yeah, so, sometimes all it takes is a helicopter. It just snuck right in, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe, the, maybe this maybe this was a stealth helicopter. They predicted it some thirty years before we actually used the stealth helicopter on could a military be. mission. So, I do want to talk they, about the the the, the two player mode. Okay. Because the two player mode is interesting. It's it's one of the more interesting aspects of this game. In two player mode, one player is the helicopter. And the other player is actually the bungling empire. And you're like shooting at the, you control like the bases shooting at the helicopter. Yeah. Which is something that's, it, it's weird. It did, I didn't get to play it, but it's something I can imagine not being very much fun for the second player. Right. But at the same time, it's it's a crazy concept back in that day to have the second player be it's kind of like having the second player control the ducks in Duck Hunt, or having the second player, <laughs> or if you could imagine having the second player control the ghosts in Pac-Man or something. It's it's weird. Or Why? Bowser, yeah. Yeah, or Bowser. It's I I don't understand it, but it's cool that they thought of that and put that in the game. 
I wish I had. I wish my wife was more into video games. I would have got her to play with me. But it's an interesting concept. It how how fun would Super Mario Brothers have been if you could have played as Bowser? Uh, well, if you could get somebody to sit around and wait on you to get there. First. That's true. I guess maybe it's not that fun. Or the maybe the other player could just play as one Goomba and just keeps chasing you. <laughs> you can't get rid of it until you kill yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know about that. So the music in this game, though. How about the music? You got, well, there's not much to it. Yeah, you got one song. But I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. To be honest with you, I didn't get tired. of I it. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, usually it, it was perfect background music. Kind of like Tetris. You know, Tetris. Well, you can choose between three songs. If you're gonna, you're gonna get that song for the rest mm-hmm. of the games. Yep. And you this, don't get tired. I don't get tired of Tetris. No, no, either. I don't know. I mean, it, it, I didn't really pay much attention to the music because it, that's what it was. It was really good background music. Which, if the, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do this episode of ours yet. I don't know if I'm going to splice in some other chip tune type music, or if I'm just going to make everybody listen to the same song over and over again, like you do in the game. That would be fitting. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would be fitting. But it's so it was such an obscure game with such a small amount of music that our guy, the Wii guy, you know, the guy that does their music, mm-hmm. he did not have this. But I will say. He, when I told him he didn't do it, hadn't done it yet, he went ahead and said, "Okay, here it is." He gave it to him. He went ahead and just did it. So it was mm-hmm. nice of him. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, I was going to talk about this also at the end of the show, but uh, I think it's about time. I mean, he's done a lot of songs for us on this show. I think it's about time we made him an honorary dude. Mm-hmm. I do, do. Uh, yeah. So I, I, do, I, I, I do agree. A wee guy, I uh, I think we dub the wee dude from now on on our show. The wee dude. The wee dude. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not the wee guy. The wee dude. Yep. For this show, he can be the wee guy everywhere else, but for our show, he's the wee dude. Yeah. So, we do appreciate all the music that he lets us use for this show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. I hope the listeners enjoy it. I'm sure they do. We haven't got any complaints about that yet. It's always just history and ums. Yeah. And a mysterious echo. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Just to throw this out there, Awesome Gingerbeard is the one who requested this game. Oh, sweet. Awesome Gingerbeard. So, Awesome Gingerbeard, thank you for requesting the game. And also, awesome Ginger Beard, you haven't claimed your prize yet. Remember, you won one of the review games, so if you want to claim that prize, just give us an email. Come on. Mm-hmm. And we're really, we're really catering to awesome Ginger Beard. I know. I didn't realize before this episode, but man, he's getting a prize. We're playing his game. <laughs> <laughs> we need to know who this guy is. It's... Yeah, you need yeah. to you need to come out, awesome gingerbread. We need to know you. Yeah, we, we've done so much for you on this episode. I think, <laughs> I think we've earned the right to know who you are. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, uh, let's let's what talk. What kind of helicopter here. are you flying here? Well, uh, I want to know what what kind of helicopter you're flying here. It's called a helicopter. In the manual, it's called a helicopter. Apache, maybe. Ah, uh, maybe. I don't know. It's got like a. No, I don't know. It's got on the if you look at an up close picture of the pixel in the game, which they show in the manual, it's got one of those huge, like round glass things in the front. Oh, one of those. So it's probably one of those. Yeah. I forget what ty- what that's called. I used to kinda of know them. You used to know your helicopters? Used to be Used uh... to know my helicopters. <laughs> yeah. I was a helicopter guru. Yeah. I'm typing in, this is interesting, I'm typing in military helicopters into Google, uh-huh. and the first thing that popped up was military helicopters for sale. <laughs> That's scary. Want to buy you a military helicopter? Huh? That's, Anybody? That's scary. Yeah. All right, well, I anyway. want to talk about the graphics of this game. Yeah? Because some of it is well done, and some of it is just kind of meh. That's my technical word for just okay. It's meh. Well, I felt like they were a little too happy. It wasn't dark enough. Yeah, they do claim realism. 
But aside from the aircraft carrier itself and the helicopter, everything is uh -huh. kind of cutesy. It kind of reminds me of Micro Machines. <laughs> the, uh, especially like the the bubbly letters at the beginning of the game. Yeah. The yeah. bubbly sky blue letters. Yeah. It has, an, it has an intimidating name. Raid on Bungling Bay. And the let's talk about the cover. Oh man, the cover's super scary. I feel like it, yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like I was getting ready to watch like some horror movie from the eighties. Yeah, I mean it was yeah. Whew. Freaked me out. Yeah, I know, but it really does not represent the game at all. Not at all. Not at all. Well, I mean, why couldn't they've yeah. just done a, a main like a cover with a, a helicopter? And an aircraft carrier. Yeah. Seems like a, a gimme to me. But Yeah, no, I agree. But who is the guy? Who is like the devilish looking guy? That must be the bungling uh, emperor. Yeah, maybe. They don't really talk about him. But, wow, it's creepy. That's for sure. The emperor of the bungling empire is a giant skull with flaming eyes. Blue eyes. Mm. Yeah. Creepy. So, as far as... I looked, I did a little research here just now. And um, <clears throat> around 84, what that... <clears throat> sorry. What that helicopter probably would have been. With that rounded glass. And some military guru is probably going to call me out for this. But I'm trying here. <laughs> uh, it's called the MD Helicopter MH6 Little Bird. Which doesn't really fit. It, it's actually kind of a small helicopter. It doesn't really fit what it looks like on the aircraft. Really. But that rounded glass front, it, it matches this, uh, the MH6 Little Bird and would have been a, this, this helicopter was made active in 1980. So I would say this is probably maybe what it was modeled after. And it was used for special operations in the United States Army and it's still active today. Maybe it's like a, mo a modification on that, and maybe it's the big bird. Mm-hmm, maybe. Although, I say, this helicopter is pretty intimidating. <clears throat> it's got two big gun turrets on the side of it. Yeah, I think that's the one, then. I bet that's yeah. it. Yeah. So, this is it. I don't really see where you could hold bombs. I'm not saying that it couldn't. probably could. But that was definitely... That's another thing. You, you've seen... You, you have unlimited ammo in the and the, as far as the guns go. Mm. Uh, never had to reload. Yeah, but it's not like yeah. you're shooting a whole lot of bullets. You're just shooting one or That's two. True. It, uh, the one thing I wish it did have is I wish it had an actual like Gatling gun where you could rapid fire. Yeah. That would have been cool. But instead, you got to keep hitting the button. And even when I turned the turbo on on the NES Advantage, it still mm -hmm. didn't shoot very fast. It's like it's limited to once every... So, so many button presses. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure any helicopter that has a gun on it, it's not going to shoot one bullet at a time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What, what would be the point <laughs> of that? It's like you had, yeah. instead of having an actual gun mounted on the helicopter, you just got some guy hanging out the side with mm -hmm. a with a you know with a pistol with a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just shooting a Glock, just Rambo style. <clears throat> Even Rambo had a machine gun. Come on. Okay. Or Rambo. Or a machete. Speaking of Rambo, we're Rambo... No, that's a terrible joke. I was going to say we're rambling on somehow, but anyways. Let's just talk about some trophies. You want to? Okay. 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 Retrofitted Trophies! Okay. Do, you, do you have any? You go ahead. Does that mean no? No. I mean, I, it means I, you need to think about something. Hey, I got one. I got seriously, one. Seriously, I, I, I sat and thought about this last night, and I'm like, I don't really know. They were hard to come up with. I think I may have two, and I've forgotten okay. one of them, but I know one of them. I had those bungling bunglings. Mm -hmm. No, wait, those bumbling bunglings? <laughs> bumbling bung, bumbling bunglings. It's a tongue twister, right? I just say that two mm -hmm. times fast. Those bumbling bunglings. And that is beat the game, destroy the empire without losing any uh, any helicopters. The bumbling bunglings. So there's like, oh, okay. 
So they're like having a hard time getting it. Yeah, they're like they can't okay. figure out how to get me. You know, they're just bumbling, like mm-hmm. like a cartoon. Yeah. Okay, I got one. Shark food. It's when you make the bunglings shark food from shooting the boats. I'm not. I'm not proud of that. <laughs> I'm not proud of that at all. <laughs> that's what we get for thinking of them off the top of our heads. Right? Yeah. That's. I'm not. If I could retract that, I would. I apologize. If it, if it wasn't so funny, I would edit it out. But I'm. I think I got a pretty good kick out of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Let me try to do a really embarrassing one. Uh, okay. Ah, uh, sorry. I'm not on it. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Let's just stop there. That's a good stopping point. Okay. Tom Arnold would be impressed, though, by your bumbling. My trophy. improv there? Yeah, your improv. <laughs> I've got some good improv chops. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Game rating. How about a rating, right. then? A rating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to come up with a rating this week? I'm giving you the option. How about a type of helicopter? Yeah, I was afraid you were going to do that. Why would you? Why would you be afraid of that? Because I don't have it. I'm going to go Apache then, because that's the only one I know. Because that's the one that is frequently used. No, no, no. Wait, I'll go with I'll go with something better. I don't know. I, it's going to be very generic, and all the military gurus that listen to our show, the generals and whatnot, they're gonna. <laughs> They're gonna hate on me, but I'm gonna go with that. I can. I'm thinking of that Vietnam era helicopter that was just all dome. You know what I'm talking about? Uh huh. It's just all glass dome in the yeah. front. That's all it is, and it's got the Gatling gun underneath. I'm gonna go with that one, just because I like that helicopter. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Probably not very smart at no. the time, which is why they probably don't use it anymore. But well, the one that I'm going to go with is is one that's in the news often called the B-22 Osprey uh, because it looks cool and the idea is great. It's kind of like a plane that lifts off from the ground. It's got two hu- two propellers on the side, you know? Mm-hmm. You've seen this one? No, yeah, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And there's always, it's always debate whether we should be building them or not. And the reason that I'm going to go with this one is it looks really cool. And the idea is pretty cool on the outside, but then when you when it's actually being used, it's nah, it's not very good. Uh-huh. And that's why I kind of think about this game. I like what you it's did like, there. Yeah, yeah. Can on I the go, outside, I'm it's really cool. The idea is cool, but I know I didn't really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's take it or leave it on this. I one. got you. I got you. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna retract and go back to Apache just because I want to tie it to the game better. Okay. And the Apache is really fast, right? Well, in this game, if you keep holding like the go button, there's like 32 different speeds you can go. And when you go the fastest speed, you're just flying super fast across the screen. Can't even control your airplane or your yeah. helicopter. So I'm gonna go with Apache because it's super fast, and so is the plane. So is the helicopter in this game. Yeah. Still a super lame yeah. trophy or rating. Man. Probably not as lame as my trophy, though. I don't know. At least yours was funny. Mine's just going to be like crickets. <laughs> just fell dead. Yeah, mine's just going to fall on deaf ears. Boom. Boom. Well, uh, you want to do some feedback? Sure, let's see. We had a... Uh, I don't know if anybody played it. But we did get a good... We didn't get a rating, per se, because it wasn't on iTunes. But Nick DeMarco left us a cool comment on Potomatic, so I thought I would read it. He says, a quality show, and not just because of my superb announcing and gems on the Retro Junkies hotline. Two dudes in a nest, despite Michael's admittance to liking the Genesis. Nick, I haven't admitted that on this show. Thanks for outing me. Anyways, it is a quality program where you get wit, humor, knowledge, and just an overall entertaining podcast that leaves you a better person from having listened to it. It is indeed the greatest thing since the cheese log. The cheese log. Which, if you listen to our episode where he called into the Retro Junkies hotline, mm-hmm. he mentions cheese log over and over again. So right. There's the tie there. 
He loves cheese logs. He likes cheese logs, from what I understand. But thank you, thank you, Nick. Appreciate that. So to look at this, I'm looking at the feedback on Facebook, and Uh you mentioned the the look of it as being a horror movie. Uh The No Swear Gamer, actually, his comment was, while I don't recall playing the game, I do recall the box art looking like the cover of a 1980s B-grade horror movie. Yeah, that must be where I got where I got that comment. <laughs> yeah, sorry, stole that from you, no swear gamer. Yeah, it, it does look like a, a B-grade horror movie on the cover. Why don't you go ahead and take all the Facebook feedback? That way, I don't have to. Pull okay. It up. All right. Well, Justin Thorne said, uh, "I think this is one of the only NES games my cousin owned for a while, so we played it a lot as kids." Wow. wow. I'm sorry I for your sorry cousin. For yeah, wow. <laughs> Man. His parents must have hated him. Um, so, Chadwick Hall said, never heard of it. Title screen looks cool, though. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. It, it doesn't look yeah. like it matches the game once you actually play right. the game. But. Yeah. And let's see. Jay Jorgensen. I got nothing on this game. Looks interesting, though. And Jeff, don't knock on the platypus. I guess I should have read Jeff Upel's first. Yeah, you read Uh, these backwards. All right, forget I said that. Jeff Upel said, let's go, Aaron Hickman said. (laughs) (laughs) We're really prepared. Aaron Hickman said, dope. How'd I miss this one? Smiley face. So Aaron Hickman hadn't even played this game. And he's played pretty much everything. And he also missed his guess, which he usually he's usually one of the first people to guess our game. Yeah. So I don't know if he's referring to how he missed playing this one or how he missed his guess on this one, but either way, well, maybe, yeah, he, yeah, he normally he normally knows. He's a, he's a big music guy, so he knows he usually knows the music at the end of the game. But anyway. Jeff Upel said, "Upel, Upel, uh, hey Aaron, even God made the platypus." Don't worry about it, man. You'll get the next one. I guess he's trying to say that the platypus was a mistake. I don't know. Jay Jorgensen then said, I got nothing on this game. Looks interesting enough. And Jeff, don't knock on the platypus. Now it makes more sense. It's had a hard enough existence. Hey, but the platypus sticks around. So it's doing something right. And I feel like that's one of those, even though it's an obscure animal, everybody knows of it. You know, it's not like you've just got duck-billed platypus just walking around everywhere. It's not like the snail dart. No. Which, that's a reference to locally here, but anyways. <laughs> um, one of your pictures, you put speed limit enforced by aircraft uh-huh. with the helicopter setting there. Uh-huh. Scott Davies said, Desert Strike? Question mark. You should do Two Dudes and a Genesis. I'd well, be down for Two Dudes and a Genesis, except for we already have a podcast on yeah, the network that's what I was called, about to say. called Genesis Gems, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. they haven't put out an episode in a while, so if they don't put out an episode, maybe they're just going to get taken it. over by Two Dudes yeah. and a Genesis. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so this episode, I don't know. I don't know. We got, well, I got more feedback. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought we jumped the gun. Sorry. Well, there's some more. It's it's kind of scattered. I'm trying to just kind of hit it all. Uh, Eric Purcell said, hard to believe when that had to be one of the all-time most popular titles to ever grace a Nintendo console. Wink face. Is that sarcasm? I take by the hey, wink face. That's definitely sarcasm. Well, well, who is that? Who said that? Eric Purcell. Ah, yes, Eric. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's true. And the No Swear Gamer put up this kind of he put up this picture. It says, "Okay, this is probably hard to see, but in a 1989 free catalog, they list rate on Bungling Bay for sale used at 17.95." And they'd buy it for eight dollars. In the same ad, they list stadium events for twenty one ninety five, and they'd buy that for ten dollars. Hey, I'll give you eleven dollars. Easy. That. <laughs> yeah, I did want to mention that. That was yeah. that was interesting that he put that up because can you imagine being the guy? Because they're both similarly priced, right? Stadium events, right mm-hmm. on Bungalow Bay. Can you imagine being the guy back in the day, be like, 
Eh, Stadium Vince doesn't look that good. I'll I'll just go ahead and go with uh, Raid on Bungling Bay. And then <laughs> now you're, I don't know how old you would be now. You're probably 50 out there. Yeah. If you bought this game yourself back then. But you're looking back on it and you're thinking, oh, man. Yeah. Because <laughs> Raid on Bungling Bay is actually depreciated, right? But Stadium yeah. Events is ridiculously high. Right. So. We're not talking about stadium events, but it, why? I mean, is it just that rare? Yeah, it's just um, super rare. Yeah, I just pulled up eBay. Uh, $13.99, and I'm not saying $13.99, I'm saying <laughs> $1,399. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I, I did also want to mention the No Swear Gamer, since you brought him up. Um he also put on our wall about our last episode, Jaws, and said that it's actually not based on the first Jaws movie. It's based on the fourth Jaws movie, which I've never seen. But he said if you watch that movie, it makes more sense about the shells and the and the bombing from the airplane and all that stuff. So, Hmm. That's interesting. So maybe I have to check that out. If anybody's interested in playing Raid on Bungling Bay after this action-packed episode, uh, it's five ninety-nine on awake? eBay. Yeah, it's five ninety-nine on eBay, free shipping. They're basically just paying. You're basically just paying for them to send it to you. They're giving you the game. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's a free so. game. Just pay for the shipping. Yeah. So. Okay, I. Before we close out the show, I did want to mention, you know, we made the Wii guy an honorary dude. Called him the Wii dude mm -hmm. now, right? Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I've got a proposition to the D-Padders, all right? And it's kind of a lofty goal. I don't know how well this is going to work. but I'm, And we'll probably make it up as we go, so I forgive us. But I think we can make... You know, we got a lot of, lot of D-Padders that listen to us and, and give us feedback and and do all kinds of stuff with us, I think we can eventually make them honorary dudes as well. Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to implement like a point system that I haven't figured out how it works yet, but I'm going to implement like a point system. So every time you give us some feedback, every time you retweet us or share our posts, you know, if you share our actual uh, Facebook page and get us some more likes, that kind of thing, you do that stuff for us. Or you use the hashtag D-Patter for Life that we've started, you know, which is yeah. kind of, you know, a hashtag. You do those types of things, you get points. You get to a certain amount of points that we deem dude-worthy, and you become a dude, an honorary dude. We call you like, uh, I don't know, what's one of our, Hick Aaron Hickman? We could call him Dude Hickman or something. And to yeah. further entice you to do this, because I don't know if just being a dude is enough for you. But if you become a dude, you get a game from us. We'll give you a game for being a dude. How about Yay. that? How about that? How about that? I think that's a pretty sweet deal. Not only do you become an honorary dude, but you get a game in the process. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll give some... I know we've got some listeners that have already been doing a lot for us. Or D-Batters, sorry. We've got some that have already done a lot. So I'll give them a few points to start off. So some of you guys, you know who you are. You're getting a yeah. few points to begin with. But do you, yeah. once you earn enough additional points, and all any other listeners out there that want to do this, feel free. Game on. Game on. All right, yeah. tell, them how to, tell them how to get us. All right, check us out on our website, nesdudes.com. Okay, there's little tidbits, and we put up uh, what the trophies we talk about and the ratings for these games uh, that we eat for each game that we do. And you can also listen to the podcast on the website. Uh, you can download us, of course, on iTunes. Please review and rate us. Um, and then check us out on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Facebook, uh, still, we're right around 200 likes on Facebook. Um, so get out there and like us on Facebook. I think you'll enjoy it because Michael spends a lot of time putting a lot of stuff on the Facebook page that's really funny and interesting and uh, when you go to our Facebook page, check out an article that was brought to us by a friend of ours named John, who, um, it's an article from Grantland, actually, and it's a really good article about kind of the history of Nintendo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I do, anyway. I do want to say that I'm proud of our Facebook page. 
Those yeah. 203 likes or whatever, not a mm-hmm. single one was paid for, which is something on Facebook, you know, you can pay for likes. Yeah. That's so I, we, we haven't paid for any of them, so thank you all 200 and however many of you for actually yeah. actually liking our page, you know what I mean? Because I feel mm-hmm. like the paid likes are not really likes. No. So you 200 and something Facebookers, you uh, actually like us. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. Tom Arnold would be impressed. Tom Arnold would be very impressed. All right. All right. Here comes the sounds and the noises and whatnot for next week. Good luck guessing. Goodbye, everyone.